Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Parshas Matos begins with the mitzvah and the dinim of Nedarim and Shvuas. Ishki Yidar Neder Lashema Yishava Shvua Lesser Yisar Hanafshoi, and so on. And in the end of the Parsha of Nedarim, there is a pasuk that sums it up. You find sometimes Ela Chukim or Ela Chukim Bamishpatim sometimes. So the end, right before Sheni, the end of the Parsha. Right before the Shani of Parshas Matos, the um, the pasuk ends. Ela hachukim asher tiva Hashem es Moshe bein ish le ishtoi bein ov le bitoi bein ureo beisovir. These are the chukim that Hashem was mitzave Moshe between ish le ishtoi. Those are the dinim if an isha makes a neder that she's noideres al das bailo that her husband could be made for the nedarim of his wife. Right? Those are the and Bain of Levitai, also the halachas that a person could be made for the Nadarim of his daughter when she's at a certain age, and so on. That's the whole parish of Nadarim? That's the sum up of the parish of Nadarim? These are the parish of Nadarim if the wife makes an edder, if the daughter makes an edder. What if I make an edder? The Iker parish of Nadarim is if a person makes an edder. There's dinim. What happens if your wife makes a nether, if your daughter makes a nether, but that the sum up... And, and this is the parasha of Nadarim if your wife makes a nether. That's not what it says. Yeah, it's true. There are dinim if the wife does it, the daughter will do it. But it also should say, The person himself makes a nether. The Maral, in the Sefer Netzach Yisrael, which is the Sefer where he discusses the Chorben and the, uh, the Golos and Geula, in Perak Zion, he says a klal about children. And he says that a son, a ben, is a Lushan of binyan. Because when a person has a son, that's like a binyan, it's like a building, it's like a continuity of the father. He says, a daughter, a bas doesn't mean binyan, but he says in Lashon Arami, bas does mean binyan, the word is binas. Binasei Dishmuel, the word is binas. Binas in Aramaic is also a Lashon of binyan. And then he says a phrase there, Nagea to a Gemara about the Harugei Beisar, and he says that a bas 
is Yoiser Binyan Le'avia Men Haben. A daughter is a greater binyan to her father than a son. And he's a pshat. What does that mean? So there's an akuda that's very important to understand. We live in a crazy, crazy, crazy world when it comes to understanding the role of an ish and the role of an isha. And what used to be considered such um, wild cheetahs today is already considered mainstream and there are wilder cheetahs. And a lot of it is based on, like many things, a lot of it is based on not understanding things deeply. Like for example, there's a movement in the world that women should be treated equally to men. That movement is there because women are considered a lower class, or they're thought to be considered a lower class, and therefore if we treat them equally, so then we're treating them on a, on a higher level. We, Yidden, we know that not only is that not true, but there is no way to be mevaza women more than treating them like men. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu created men, and He created women. And each one, He gave kaychais. Now, every man could have kaychais that women have, and every woman could have kaychais that men have. There's overlap, and that's fine, and that's the way Hashem created us. But in general, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave certain kaychais to men, and certain kaychais to women. Paroi knew that when he wanted to torture us. He said that the men do women's jobs and the women do men's jobs. And the nakuda here is that if I want to abuse a woman, I could take her out of what she's great at and tell her to do what I'm great at. And if I want to abuse a man, I could take him out of what he's great at and tell him to do what a woman is great at. That's not equality, that's abuse. So it's a very, very important to chap that when we learn a parsha that discusses the difference between anashim and nashim, it's very, very important that we understand the hashkafa of the Torah because it is dramatically different than the hashkafa of the world out there. It is the, the assumptions of the world about Orthodox Jewry's approach to women are not only patently false, but they are the exact opposite of what the truth is. The truth is that we hold our wives on a pedestal. The truth is that from our first Av, um, Avram Avinu was told, That doesn't sound like women are nothing. When the Av of our nation was told, that's very nice, we listen to your wife. Because she had a greater Ruach HaKadosh than him. And there were, there were areas, and there are areas where Anoshim take the lead and are the more visible ones. The, the, the Yiddish woman takes pride and is, feels the dignity and the majesty of the fact that she's not the visible one. That's, our, that's the men's job, sorry. But my job is the inner Pneumius. Okay. With, with, that, with that introduction, the, one of the kaychas 
that a woman was given by HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Kayach to be able to understand and sense and intuit how to bring about the Ratzayn of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In other words, men were given 613 mitzvahs, however many, not exactly 613, but, but uh, you know, many, many, many mitzvahs. Women have much less mitzvahs. Does that mean that women really have less mitzvahs? Not at all. It's that women have, are able to be margish and sense and have the, 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 uh, the bina to be able to be mavchen what the rotzen is without specific tzivuyim. The teva of a man is more to need specific tzivuyim. Tell me what to do. It's like the difference, I'm saying this as a joke, but it's not really even so funny. It's like the difference between the way a man follows a recipe and the way a woman follows a recipe. You know, in general. So, so a woman will be like, I didn't have some of this, I threw in a little of that. It's, it's not, it, there's a sense. There's a sense of it. A man is like, you know, get, going to a laboratory and getting a measuring thing, you know, you know, weighing the salt down to the last, you know, granule of salt because we have no idea what we're doing. Men are told, Asekach, 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 and we spend our entire time, we have a Kayach Asekel that's very strong, we have an ability to understand things in a very, very um, abstract, logical way. You know, I always joke with my Talmidim, but it's not even such a joke. Again, these things are important. I always tell my Talmidim that, that um, it's came up recently. It's came up, I think it was, we discussed this uh, um, a couple of months ago. It came up recently. I was, uh, I was preparing Shear in the car. My wife was in the car and she heard me preparing Shear. I was preparing um, a Gemara and Gittin, and the Gemara and Gittin was about Adim that don't know how to sign. And the question was, could you scratch out on the parchment a signature that they'll follow over with a, with a pen? That was what the sugi was about. So I'm saying it out loud because I'm trying to prepare for Shere. We were heading into Queens, and my wife was going to hang out in my apartment until, until, uh, until I finished Shere. And I say this, this Shiloh, so if somebody doesn't know how to sign their name... Um, could she do? Could 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 we scratch out the signature and then we'll take a pen and fill it in? And my wife could not move past. Why don't we just get Aiden that do know how to sign their name? That's and we don't even think of that question. It's not even what kind of question is that? You know. So when we're sitting by the Shabbos table and my sons are home and we're talking and learning, and I'll say, let's say Reuven kills Shimon. So the women say, oh, why would Ruvain do that? It's a different way of thinking. It's just a different way of thinking. And to us, we're like, who cares? Ruvain killed Shimon, or the Adim, Hasra. Let's talk and learn here. It's a different way of thinking. But Nashim were given a strength. We like to look at it like our strength is in the Seichel. And yes, that's, there's, there's MS to that. But Nashim were given a strength of Havchana, a strength of understanding. So when it says that an Isha is Naideres al-Das Baila, she makes Nidarim al-Das Baila, it's because she understands what her husband is here for. She knows what his mission is. She knows what he represents. She knows what his goals are in life. And she can intuit what that means, what they should do. She could be Naideres al-Das Baila. And the same thing with the daughter for her, for her father. 
So while a son is going off and creating his own agenda, a daughter is having a sense of her father's agenda, and she's being neideres al das So the daughter, Zakhdim Aral, is a greater binyan than the, than the son. Okay. I was, I was talking to my Rosh Hashiva one day, many, many years ago, after he told us this, you see. And I asked him if this is pshat in the bracha that women say. Women say a bracha every day. That sounds a little defeatist. And people get very sensitive about it. And that bracha is, Men make a bracha, thank you for not making me a woman. And women say, thank you for making me as you made me, Nebuch. That's what it sounds like. But after my Rosh Hashiva explained this, suddenly it lit up for me that no, She'osani kirtzayinu means that you made me able to be mechavin to your ratzen. She'osani kirtzayinu. She's neither al avia. She, she has a sense of ratzen Hashem. And while we're thankful to Hakadosh Baruch Hu that we have so many mitzvahs and we learn Torah, she's thankful to Hakadosh Baruch Hu that she has an intuition of ratzen Hashem. She'osani kirtzayinu. Rabbi say, that's what a nether is. Think about it. Why would you make a nether? You don't have enough mitzvahs? Why would you make a nether? You want to do something? You don't want to drink wine? So don't drink wine. What are you, why are you making a nether? And I'm not macabre that there's a parsha in the Torah to help me diet. Or whatever it is. You know, like to help me with my extra... We don't need a parsha in the Torah for that. You know what I mean? Get a self-help book. If there's a parsha in the Torah of Nedarim and Shruas, so that means it's for the purpose of my Avaidah Hashem, obviously. Why would I make an Adar? You know what the answer is? Because you and I are the same in many ways. Open a Shulchan Aruch, and in all of the things that it says in Shulchan Aruch, we're the same. We have to daven Shachras, and Mincha, and Mayrib, and learn Torah, and give Tzedakah, and be Makaya Mitzvahs, and make Kiddush on Shabbos, and then Abdullah in the end of Shabbos. We're all the same. But in many ways, we're not the same. In many ways, the mission that Hashem has for you is unique for you. And nobody, from the time the Torah was given, until you may Mashiach, was there ever a Jew that had your mission? It's specifically yours. So you have to have the leeway to be able to incorporate other aspects of your Avay, the Hashem. And to be able to take things that are divrei Rishos, like a glass of wine, and make it into Kedusha. Suddenly it becomes Kedush. It becomes an Indian of Kedusha, like Hektish. I need Nidara Manshuas because Nidara Manshuas helped me with my mission. Because my mission is different than yours. So I might make a Shavu about this, and you might make a Shavu, but we don't make Shavuas. We're not on the Madrega, but, 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 but if we're, we would be on the right Madrega, we, we, we could use Nedarim and Shuas, so think about it. A neder for everyone is really using the talent of women. When, even when men make Nedarim, but in this Indian, we're borrowing from the Kaiches of Nashim. We're trying to intuit what the Ratzad Hashem is. When you made Kiddush on Shabbos, you didn't have to intuit anything. It says in Hilchas Kiddush that you should make Kiddush. When you assered wine on yourself, that was your hergish her- 
that, that, that the Rebbe wants you to do that. It doesn't say the Shulchan Aruch you have to do that. Oh, you're using the Kayach that Nashim have. So the sum up of the Parsha of Nidarim, look at the Dinim of the Nashim. Because that's where you see the Kayach that the whole Nidarim is built on. That's Aleph for today. Let's move on to Parshas Masay. But we're going to move on to Parshas Masay without changing the subject. Okay? At the end of Parshas Masay, there's a sugya of the Benay So, there was a little bit of a concern in, uh, in, in, the, in the family of, of Benay Menashe. There was, a, there was a little bit of a concern going on because what happened was, as we know from last week's parish, it was last week, right? Benay Tzlafchad. They came to, um, they came to Benay Tzlafchad were five, let's just make sure everybody knows the story. They were five daughters of this Yid who was Nifter, named Tzlafchad. And the five daughters came in front of Maishu Rabbeinu. They were big tzidkaniyos. They were not playing games. They were the real deal. Very, very, very chashuva women. And they came to Moshe, and they said, why should our father's name lose out? Lama yigora shem avinu. Why should our father's nachala lose out? Well, the halacha is that when there's no son, the nachala doesn't get passed down. To daughters. Daughters aren't Yerush. Only sons are Yerush. So, so, if there's no sons, so that's it. The Nachal is over. Finish, gets lost. Goes to the father's brother. His family, it's lost. So the Benoist Tzlafchad wanted that their father should have a Nachal in Eretz Yisrael. So they said, Lama Yigora. And they got such a haskama from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Moshe Rabbeinu said, as only Moshe Rabbeinu could do, hold on a second, I'm going to ask Hashem. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu mm-hmm. said, halfway the fella, Kain benoist tzlafchad daifres. The benoist tzlafchad are correct. They are speaking correctly. They, they got it. And taka the halacha is, that if there are no sons, it does go to the daughters. Suddenly, the elders of Shevet Menashe started sweating. Because Tzlafchad was from Shevet Menashe. And that means that there was a chunk, there was a homestead in Menashe that was Tzlafchad. And now, who was it going to belong to? The daughters of Tzlafchad. And the daughters of Tzlafchad um, are going to get married. Who are they going to marry? Let's say they'll marry... People from Shevet done. Because there's no halacha you have to marry someone from your Shevet. So they'll marry someone from Shevet done. So then their children will be from which Shevet? Shevet done. Goes after the father. So what's going to happen to this Nachala from Menashe? It's not going to be a Menashe Nachala anymore. It's going to have very subtly been scooped away by a different, a different Shevet. So, so this was their concern. And they also got a cane, interestingly. It also says cane on them. Where is it? Cane mate b'nei Yosef Very interesting. 
they also they also spoke correctly. They were right. They were right to want Eretz Yisrael to not want to lose a chelik in Eretz Yisrael. This was not considered selfish. This was considered they wanted a chelik in Eretz Yisrael. This wasn't about real estate. This was about kedusha. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu said the following: Hashem said to the Benoist Tzlav Chod the following. Marry whoever you want. Marry whoever you want. But marry people from your from your shevet. What? Marry whoever you want. It's like a, it's like um, you know, like someone asks you permission. Henry Ford and the Model T. They can have it in any color as long as it's black. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, someone says, are we allowed to do A, B, and C? Well, you're allowed to do whatever you want as long as you do what I tell you. Right? That's the... So, However, So the Gemara talks about that. The Gemara is on Daf Kuf Chaf Amin Aleph in Yesh Neichlin. Where else would it be? The Gemara says a very interesting thing. The Gemara says that there were two rules, sets of rules. There was a rule, besides the fact that it was only for that dar, but there was a rule for the nice Tzlafcha, and there was a rule for everyone else. Zakti Gemara, okay, the Gemara goes back and forth, but, 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 Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, B'nois Tzlafcha, Hudru lehinase lekol ha'shvotim. The B'nois Tzlafcha were able to marry whoever they wanted. Ay, why does it say that they should marry people from their shevet? It's a taiva. It's a taiva for them. Everyone else, everyone else had to, in that generation, had to marry from their father's shevet. But the Benayis Tzlavchad got an eitz a taiva. That's interesting. It's very, very interesting. And, like, if this is the right thing, clearly it was the right thing. Hashem was saying that that's what I'd like you to do. If it's the right thing, so just say that that's what they should do. And not just that, but if you look at the end of the parasha, when it says that the Benayi Tzlafcha did it, it's a very interesting pasuk right before Maftir. The very, very end of Chumash Mamidbar. The pasuk says, Ka'asher tziva Hashem es Moshe, as Hashem commanded Moshe, Kein osu Benayi Tzlafcha. That's what the Benayi Tzlafcha did. That doesn't make sense. That's not what it says everywhere else. And there it always says, it should say, Vayasu benayis slavchad, kasher tziva Hashem as Moshe. And the benayis slavchad did, as Hashem told Moshe. Why does it say that as Hashem did Mo- told Moshe, that's what the benayis slavchad did? Just a backwards way to say it. But I think the terrorist is obvious. Now that we know that the godless of these nashim is their sense of the Ratz and Hashem, and their sense of the Ratz and Hashem came out in spades when they were asked. There was a din in the Torah that they weren't supposed to get a Nachala. And they came to Moshe Rabbeinu. And Vatikravna, they came to Moshe Rabbeinu. And they said, we feel like the right thing is for us to have a Nachala. Because they intuited, isn't that Mamash what we discussed that women have? They intuited the Ratz and Hashem. That we, yeah, the Torah says we shouldn't get a Nachala, it seems, but... We think we should. You're correct. You got, you got a sense of it. 
I'm not telling these women what to do. They got it. They could sense the Ratzon Hashem. For everyone else, maybe I could tell them what to do. But for these B'nai Tzlafchad, it's a teva. I'll give them advice. I'm not telling them what to do because they know how to take their divrei rishos and understand what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. Not only that, but that's the Lushan of the Pasuk. It doesn't say that they did as Hashem commanded. No. They were mechaving to Hashem. As Hashem commanded, that's what they did. Not, they weren't saying, oh, what does Hashem command? No, they were saying, this makes sense as being the right thing to do. As Hashem commanded, that's what they did. That's why it switches, switches it around. But Rabbi say all of this, all of this is Dafka Benoigea to what? To Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. Because that's what Eretz Yisrael is. Eretz Yisrael is bringing Kedusha into the physical world. Kedusha is not naturally in the physical world. Kedusha is a Ruchnik state of thing. It's like in the goof of a person, where the, our Avaida in life is to try that the Kedusha of our Neshama should seep into our goof. That's what we daven for. We put on tefillin. We wrap ourselves in a talus. We, we try to use our guf for divrei kedusha. So Eretz Yisrael is also, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a guf. It's part of the Eretz. And Eretz Yisrael, to be able to take Eretz Yisrael, that it should absorb, that it should be able to absorb Ruchnius, that's, um, that's really the whole mission of what Nashim are able to do. That they're able to take the areas that aren't naturally in Ruchnias. There is no Se'if in Shulchan Aruch. And they're able to help that even, even that which is not Usr, even that which is not part of my Avedis Hashem officially, even that which is not explicit, I understand what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. I have a sense of the Ratzon Hashem. I have an idea of what I should be doing. So somebody suggested in that conversation with my Rosh Hashiva, and he was masking. Somebody suggested that perhaps that's why the Yid that gave us Eretz Yisrael, and his name was Yeshua Benun, he owes part of his name to a woman. Which part of his name? The Medjush says that his name used to be Hayashaya. Right? And, the, and, and, and Sarah's name used to be Sarai. So the Yud from Sarai was kept in the bank for a couple of years until Moshe Rabbeinu took that Yud out of the bank and applied it to Yeshua. And my Rosh Hashiva was masking that it's, it's not inappropriate to say that Yeshua, who gave us that Makkah where we could bring Ruchnias into the physical world, he had the, the, the Yud in his name comes from Sarah Imenu. It comes from an Isha because he had a sense of that mission that, that Nashim have. One more Haisafa, and then another Haisafa and another Haisafa. But, but let's start with one more Haisafa. One more Haisafa is something that we've mentioned in the past, but I think that it's just this, this tonight is the night to say this. What did we say? We said that a ben in Lashon Kodesh is binyan of the father. A bas is binyan of the father in what language? In Aramaic. 
like it's imperfect, no? It's like, eh, a little stuffing it in, you know, it's in Aramaic, it's Vinyan. No, nothing is stuffed. Everything is exactly where it belongs. What's the difference between Lashon Kaidish and Lashon Arami? Lashon Kaidish is a language that's inherently Kaddish. It's like the Neshama. That's Shaykh to men. We learn Torah, we have all the mitzvahs. Lashon Arami is a, is a language of Chayl. It's not a holy language. You know why it's a holy language? It is a holy language. You know why? Because it's been filled with kedusha, because it was used for it's used for limar So the language that's be'etzim kadosh, like the neshama, that's how you say binyan on the zecharim on the ben. But the language that's how you say binyan in, in that 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 the language is not naturally kadosh, but it was able to absorb kedusha. It was able to rise up and absorb kedusha. That's how you say binyan. For the Nekebis. That's the... Okay. With Dr. Hacks, Rishus, I want to just say over, because you were there, I just want to say over mm-hmm. that I think that this Parsha with the Benoist mm-hmm. Slavchod is very... We learned last Shabbos, we learned in, in Sefer Shaiftim, we're at the very, very, very end of Sefer Shaiftim. Literally, we have literally a few Pesukim left. And... Mm-hmm. The very end of Sefer Shaiftim is a very, very sad chapter in the history of Klal Yisrael called Pilegesh Begiva. And without getting into the whole Maisa of Pilegesh Begiva, but the Saif Maisa was that there was a terrible civil war. And Shevet Binyamin was nearly wiped out. The only survivors of Shevet Binyamin were six hundred men. That was it. Now, um, through a lot of Yigiya, the Chachmei Yisrael figured out how to find Shaduchim for those men. It was complicated because there was a Shvua, the Kalal Yisrael took a Shvua not to give their daughters to Shevet and Yaman, but the Kalal Yisrael worked it through and they found Shaduchim for these 600 men. But the Gemara in maybe Davkuf Tezayin or something in, in Yesh Noichlin, the Gemara says that Chazal in those days were concerned about something because the size of Sheva Binyamin at that time, of each person's Sheva, was massive. Think about it. Every Sheva had, a, let's say, a, a twelfth of Eretz Yisrael, more or less. It was 600 couples, the entire chalik. So They were splitting up a shit. It was massive, a massive amount of land. Okay? So now, what happens if one of these couples only has daughters? There's nobody else for them to marry. So... So they're going to marry from other shvatim. So huge chunks of Sheva bin Yemen are going to be lost to Sheva Binyamin. Huge chunks. It's a big problem. So Chazal made this drasha. Chazal made this takana. Chazal said that if a person, listen to this carefully, okay? If a person has sons, let's say he has three sons, 
and one of his sons passes away in his lifetime. And that son only has daughters. So when, when he dies, his nachla should go to his two remaining sons and to his granddaughters. It doesn't go to the granddaughters. But rather it goes to her, their uncles. What if there aren't three sons? What if there are just daughters? Then it goes to the daughters. They just, they were misakin it a little. And with the hope that the daughters will hop to marry in Sheva Binyamin if they're able to, if there are enough men from Sheva Binyamin to marry by then. Okay? So in other words, when Chazal made the Takana, they wanted to correct this Indian. They corrected it at Kama that they felt like they could. If the, if, in other words, when someone dies, so his sons are being Yerushim, the son that died won't be Yerushim, it'll just go to the other sons. But for someone who dies, not to, that it shouldn't have Yerushim, that much not. The question is, why not? Why weren't they Misakin? Just like Chazal were able to be Misakin, that the granddaughters wouldn't be Irish. So Hiras show over here, huge chunks of Klal Yisrael, of, of Sheva Binyamin could be missing. Let them say that, that uh, when daughters are Irish, that it goes to the Takanas Chachamim, that it could Hefker best in Hefker, it goes to the, other, to the other children. So we had a Machshava on Shabbos. And our Machshava was that once the B'nais Tzlafchad said, Lama Yigara, once the B'nais Tzlafchad were able to be mechavein to the Ratzon Hashem and ask out of a yearning for Kedusha, ask for ask for the Haskama of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for that Ratzon to be Neskayim, it could never be taken away from them. So, okay, for granddaughters, so that was like a, like a loophole. But that the idea that the Bnei Slavchad came and they said, they were talking specifically about this, and they said, please don't take this away from us, that, in other words, what I'm trying to point out is, imagine that this had been in the Torah originally. So then the Bnei Slavchad never have to come over. Slavchad would die, and the Bnei Slavchad would know, they're getting a chalik in Eretz Yisrael. Then the Chachamim could say, okay, that's very nice, Midaraisa, but Midarabanan, we are now coming along, we're making a Takana, that that's not the case, because we have to save Sheva Binyamin. I want to suggest that once that was not the Halacha, and Yidin came forward and said, please, we want a Chelek in Eretz Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Chachamim understood, we are never going back on that. Once someone yearns for a certain Kedusha, we, we never go back. That was the second. I said the second myself. And the last thing is not again to the parsha specifically, but how can we sit here on Rosh Chodesh Av and not contemplate that we're going into a Shabbos of um, going into a Shabbos of the beginning of the nine days, the beginning of Chodesh Av, and and Shabbos in the three weeks and Shabbos in the nine days. We have two Shabbos in the nine days this year. Shabbos in the nine days is very, very, very special. Shabbos always pulls us out of the week. Shabbos is a time that 
We're not sunk into Eilamazeh. Shabbos is a time that we have a very broad view. We don't, we don't talk about Averis on Shabbos. We, 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 there's no Gehenim on Shabbos. It's a Zman of, of Me'en Eilamazeh. So if that's an incredible day, when it's not the three weeks, but when during the week we're being noyeg halachas of avelos, so Shabbos becomes even more poignant, the kervas the, the, the of Shabbos, not less. I just, I, I had this, I had this hergish that it's not a coincidence that the Shabbos, either before Chaydeshav or the Shabbos of Chaydeshav, we end the Kriya Satayra with the words Chazak, Chazak, Finis, Chazek. That is a Halay Davar who, that it's such a, it's such a difficult time where this is, if we take it seriously, this is a difficult time. All the Yisurim that Klal Yisrael deals with, from the Prat to the Klal, weigh on our hearts this following week. So the Balkari finishes flaming. Kaddish Baruch Hu worked it out that every single one of us should hear and say those words, Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazek. Shetaka be a, a week of incredible chizak and kirvas of the Kim for us. And we should be zayche to, um, to not need that chizak next year. Be'ezer Hashem. And we should be al admas kodesh Be'ezer Hashem. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daffin shas, including Mara McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203 312 SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.